0: I was in a coma for six weeks while the doctors told my wife I was going to die. When I woke up, she told me the most fantastic story. My team kept running the business without me. Freelancers reached out to my team and said, we will do whatever it takes as long as Craig's in the hospital. I consider that the greatest accomplishment in my career. My name is Craig Andrews, and this is the Leaders and Legacies podcast where we talk to leaders creating an impact beyond themselves. At the end of today's interview, I'll tell you how you can be the next leader featured on this show. All right, today I want to welcome Steve Rosenberg. He's a highly accomplished entrepreneur, speaker, life coach, and best-selling author with an international reputation. As a matter of fact, I think he just got back from Germany. As a former real estate investor and commercial airline pilot, Steve leveraged his diverse background to create a successful career in speaking and coaching. Today, he is renowned for his powerful business and organizational strategies, which have been embraced by audiences across the world. With his engaging and inspirational approach, Steve is empowering individuals and organizations to achieve their fullest potential. And reach new heights of success. Steve, welcome.
1: Thanks, Craig. Appreciate you having me,
0: buddy. You know, we're we're gonna launch off into a more serious tone. You know, a lot of times we just kind of ease into it. We try to introduce the audience. And you know, I was I was telling you, I was on a call last night with some COVID survivors. You know, two years ago, I was in a coma. And they were telling my wife I was going to die. And and the call last night was really hard. Uh, there were people typing in the chat. I don't want to hear this. He lived. My loved one died. Mm-hmm. And Steve, y- you've suffered loss. Um, devastating loss. What's, will you tell us about it?
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, roughly, well, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, will be the day that it's a six month anniversary of uh, losing my son. Uh, he was 19 years old <clears throat> and he passed away on a motorcycle, um, which is uh, sadly what he and I love doing together. And uh, he was struck down, passed away at the scene. And, you know, um, it's, it's tough. It's, it's as a, as a, as a father, um, as a entrepreneur, as a, as a human, um loss is always tough. Loss, you know, the, and, and a lot of people say, you know, burying your your child should never happen. And I agree. Um unfortunately, we had to, um, my wife and I. And so um, it's it's you know, it's tough. You you go through these these iterations of should I, shouldn't I have, what could I have done different? Um, I, I was telling you on the break, you know, my 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 son lived a, a very, very full life, 19 years old. He'd been to 19 countries. Um, he dove with sharks in the South Pacific. We bungee jumped to New Zealand. Um, and, and I'm glad that we created a lot of memories with our son, a a lifetime. Um, we just, you know, unfortunately didn't know that that would end with a knock at the door telling us that our son passed away. So it's, it's, it's very real. And I think, you know, I, as an entrepreneur myself and, um, I, 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 you know, mentor and consult a lot of. Um, People and it's obviously a—I don't want to say it's their worst nightmare, but it's a—it's a very harsh reality when you are trying to build a life and a business and and this whole, you know, enigma you're trying to create for your family and loved ones. And for my wife and I, he was our only child. So at some point, you're like, okay, what what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And and unfortunately, I was able to build a life and build businesses that gave me the ability to give my son that life of traveling 19 states or 19 countries all that because of me being an entrepreneur in a business what i just what i just pass on to people is those memories are free right memories that we create taking your your kids to the beach to the park to dinner but as entrepreneurs sometimes we get so busy being busy that we always say one day and unfortunately like my wife and i we had a knock at the door at 10:30 at night and that one day was over. So I just, I think it's important that as entrepreneurs, we really put things to, and, and I'm not just entrepreneurs, but people in general, loss is always hard. Loss of your son like that or child in any form is probably the worst the worst thing you could imagine. People are like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't know how I not do it. Like, what do you do? You got to get up. I got to function. My, my goal now is to show people how to live a life to create memories, because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, and I, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but we we think we're creating freedom, right? I I talk, I consult hundreds of people, and why are you doing this? I want freedom, but you can't quantify freedom. So the the the, the as a as an entrepreneur as a leader, what you're trying to do is you're trying to create something to give you the ability to have freedom, but you can't quantify that. It's the memories that you utilize with that freedom. So what we're really buying is memories. We're not buying freedom. we're not buying time. The only thing that you can take with you is memories. You can't take your money, can't take any any belongings. So it, it just it put things in a in a much different light um, And I'm just glad that I was able to share my life and, and help my son have a have an incredible 19 years.
0: Well, Steve,'m I'm, I'm just so incredibly sad. I'm very sorry. And appreciate you sharing that here. You know, one of the things that I ran into last night when I was talking to these these folks that lost loved ones is, I mean, obviously I can't imagine their pain no more than I can imagine your pain. And some of them, you know, just seem, they seem a little bit stuck. And I'm not criticizing. Not criticizing these people. They're stuck in their pain. Yeah. What would you say to other people who have lost a son? What? How do you move forward? Man, that's a.
1: I. I, ooh, I don't think that I could. I don't. I, I, I'm definitely not someone to give advice because I'm. I'm in kind of in the heat of it right now. Right. I'm. Gonna, the wound is still open. Um, and you know, a lot of people, you know, when, when, when he passed away and we got the report, he, you know, he wasn't speeding. He, he hadn't drank anything. Nothing was in his system. So there, there was no one to blame. Right. A lot of people want to blame someone. I could blame the person who hit him. Yes, I can. Um, but that doesn't bring him back. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, I, and again, this is just how I internalize it. I think that our lives are like books and our book is made up of chapters and chapters begin and chapters end. Um, we don't know, you and I don't know we could get off this call right now and our chapter could be over. We don't know. Um, COVID ended a lot of people. You could say that it was unfair and unjust and, and I would agree with that. And I would say the same for my son, but I don't, I don't know, you know, maybe he was just destined to be here for a certain amount of time. And I, I think to myself as a parent, I always thought that my job was to raise my child, raise, raise our son, teach him right from wrong, do the good things, be, be out there, be driven, do all the stuff that, that, that I do. And my wife does. And after he passed away, I kind of thought, you know what, maybe, maybe he was here to teach me a lesson to relax a little bit. Uh, His, his name is Jet J T T. Um, And a lot of people, after he passed away and they saw how he lived the life he lived. And they're like, man, I wish I could live like jet. Yeah. Like I, I wish I could live that life. And so, you know, I, t- I told you we started a foundation for kids who want to go to trade school, who can't afford it. Cause he was a welder. And so we called the foundation live like jet. Cause we're like, that's kind of how he lived. So to, going back to your, to your question, I think, I think you just have to, uh, you know, at some level, you you have to accept the fact that that moment in time is gone. And up until, you know, that time, you've got to ask yourself, am I creating the memories that if this were the last day, would I be okay with the memories that I have with my loved ones? Now, again, I can't go back and recreate any memories. Um, I can do stuff in his name and stuff in his honor, but but I'll never get that time back with him. So it's, I, I don't know the answer because I think everybody grieves differently. And and I mean, people come up to me, friends that are, you know, 20, 30 year, 40 year friends. And they're like, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, I don't know what to say either, because it's not something that's natural to tell someone, hey, sorry that you had to, you know, bury your son. So I, I don't know the answer to that. Unfortunately, I wish I did. I wish I knew. I wish there was a magic button, you know, as, as a as an airline pilot, entrepreneur, and, and maybe just a human, I'm very geared to solving problems, right? That's that's what that's what we do. We solve problems. If I'm a business, I'm I'm consulting a business, I'm solving a problem. As a leader, we solve problems. This is that problem that can never be solved. It's almost like the groundhog day. Every day you can't can't fix it, can't talk to them, can't figure it out. So it's that problem that will forever be unsolved in my brain that I will never be able to fix.
0: Yeah you know after the after the call my wife and i were on the call and my wife was dying she just you know she was like i she was it, it just really hurt it hurt both of us sure but after the call i reached out to a lifetime mentor whose daughter died of covid 3 days before they put me on the ventilator and i said mike how do i talk to these people and you know, it's something in what you said, you know, my wife and I were processing this. You know, I know I've been given a gift, you know, that that God gave me my life, and I need to decide what I'm going to do with that gift. And what I would like to say to other survivors is, it's horrible what you've lost, but you have the gift of life. Yeah, What are you going to do with it?
1: That's just it. And, and that, I, I agree. That's kind of why, you know, people see me and on social media and, um, you know, stuff that I do on stages and they're like, man, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I, you say that, like, I have a choice. Like, I like, yeah. what am I going to do? You, you know I mean? You, you've got it. You've got, I've got to get up. I've got to, I've got to be, this is who I am. I'm, I'm, authentic. I'm very authentic. Anyone who knows me, you know, they know my story. I go to events, people come up, they, they, you know, condolences, um, and it's very thoughtful and it's very nice, but that's just, that's part of the grieving process. You know, it's like people want to be angry. People, some, and again, sometimes, you know, I think people have that feeling of, you know, again, I rode motorcycles with my son. Then I start thinking, wow, what if I, why wasn't I there with him? And then I start thinking, well, you know, is it because I got him a motorcycle? Is it, you know, so you think of all these things and, and they're probably all right and all wrong at the same time. But the reality is, is it's not going to change what happened six months ago. I can't, I can't go back and change it. Obviously, if, if any of us could, we would The COVID. I mean, that's obviously that was out of everyone's hands and nothing we could do. My son, I, I wasn't there. There's nothing I could do. And it's, it's very, very sad. And, um, but we have to move forward if anything for them, you know, for, for the people that were lost to go, okay, I'm going to make my life valuable for his sake, at least for my son, I can only speak about him, um, to show other people how to create a life full of memories for their family and loved ones so that they don't have that regret saying, man, I wish I would have. And that's, that's that talking about solving a problem. That's even worse because that's guilt on your conscience now that you can never get rid of, but you can change it today. Like I tell people, every day you wake up, you have a decision. You're either going to be better or you're going to be worse than the day before. That's the the only decision you have to make when you open your eyes. And if you don't make a decision, you made a decision. And it's normally to be worse. So I tell people, look, you make a decision. Tomorrow, you know, people are on diets. Oh, I went off my diet, so now I'm going off the rails. Dude, every day you can change how you want to live your life in a second. In a second, you can go, you know what? I'm putting that food down. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to help people. I'm Whatever it is it could be a split second decision that you could change the, it can reverberate the rest of your life and other people's lives based on every decision you make. And you have the control to do that. You can choose to live your life in the rear view mirror, or you can look out the windshield. They say that's why the rear view mirror is so small and the windshield so big. That's you know, and, and it's just something to think about. It's like, we, we could live in the past. I get it, but why? I mean, that that's normally for dread and and anger and hate. As a, you know, like I said, I, I could hate the lady who hit him. And, and obviously, um, I've, I've never met her. I don't know anything about her. I really don't want to because it doesn't change the fact that my son is gone. And that's just my, that's just how I process it. Other people could process things different. That's just how I do
0: it. Now, one of the things that you said earlier was you created, you used your entrepreneurship to create memories with your son while, while he was alive. Yeah. And I, I forgot how you worded it but you said a lot of people get this backwards. Yeah. They 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 work they put work first. Yeah how did you say it? You yeah, said it well,
1: you know, I, I think I think the way our brain works and the way we're wired from schooling and stuff is that we have to work hard. So I've got to put in the work before I can enjoy it. I've got to have the meal before I can have the dessert. Right? I've got to build this business before I can actually enjoy what the business is going to give me. But is that a is that a rule? Is that a law? Or is that just what we think? And so a lot of people they say, you know, I'm going to build this business, I'm going to bust my butt, I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'm going to work 18-hour days. I'm going to be very very proud of that and one day I'm going to have this business. So there's there's two problems with that. The first problem is I, I, and again, I'll go back. When I consult people, when I coach them, my first question is: Is what's the goal of the business? Meaning, what is the date the business is finished? I need a day. I need a month. I need a year. June first, twenty twenty nine. What does this look like? It's not five or ten years. It's not ten or twenty million in revenue. It's June first, twenty twenty nine. I have a business that's doing ten million a year in revenue. profit margins, and I'm spending three hours a week. Like in flying, that's where we're landing the plane. Now we reverse engineer your life to go, okay, what do we need to do in five years? What do we need to do in three years? What do we need to do in one year? All to get you to land June 1st, 2029. The biggest problem people have is if they're not a $10 million CEO, they don't act like it, talk like it, walk like it. They will never be a $10 million business. If you don't become the person you want to become now mentally, I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to be this $10 million CEO. When I get there, I've got to, you see, cause it goes back to, I've got to do the hard work first before I can actually enjoy the, the fruits of it. Where's that written? Because again, many people, I know many, many people, they're like, man, I'm 60 years old. And I didn't even do half the things your son did. I'm like, because you revert, you, you got your priorities backwards. I put my priorities to say, I'm going to make sure that I create memories with my family, show my son how, and my wife as well, traveling the world, bought a rental property at 14 years old. I mean, I wanted to show him how to live that life. And it's almost like people have it backwards. And I, and the way I explained it is take that funnel and flip it upside down. And it's just so hard for people to think about that. They're like, I've never even thought about it that way. I'm like, well, you can, it's free. Thinking is free. You just have to change it and you've got to start. And so that, I don't know if that explained it, but that, that's that's what I mean by it.
0: Well, and, and you know, I, and I think we can apply that to the process of grief as well. Where yeah. where do you want to be? You know, yeah. where, where do you want to be two years from now? Um, And I, you know, I know somebody that lost their spouse years ago. And emotionally, they are still where they they were, you know, right after yeah. the death. And and so whether it's grief or whether it's business, I, I I like what you're saying. You have where do you want to be five years from now, ten years from now? Be specific, and then reverse engineer that.
1: Yeah, because if, if you don't, you know, and, and again, when when it comes to to being a, a business owner or or a leader, you know. I I always tell people, and this is the same with with people around you, but I tell people, you know, good employees are not bought, they're taught. People come to work for you for a paycheck. They stay because of the leadership and vision. That leadership and vision is you saying, hey, in five years from now, we are going to be a $10 million business. Everyone is going to get a piece of this or whatever the case may be. But if you don't explain that to your team and you're not being a good leader, they're just there for a paycheck, which means when they get a better paycheck, they're gone. And yeah. so what kind of leader are you if you don't see the vision and you're not inspiring and communicating people? Same thing with, hey, look, you know what? I'm going through some shit right now. I'm dealing with, with with, with you know, my son. But you know what? I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to be the best version I can, not just for me, but for him. And I just think to myself, that's what he would want. That that's That's what I taught him to do. So I'm like, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't do it after he he passed. And that, again, that's just me. um, But that's just how I process this mentally. And it's, you know, again, I tell people, I'm like, you know, and again, anyone who's lost someone, you know, I've lost, I've lost a brother. Um, That was very, very hard. I lost a parent. That was hard. This is like scorched earth. Like losing a, losing a child is like nothing I've ever, it's like half of you is ripped out every day. Um, And so it's it's very hard to step on that podium and be that leader but i'm very transparent people know that i'm i'm very very raw and i'm very hurting inside but i do it anyways and so that that's kind of the thing is you still got to do it you still got to get up you got to open your eyes and you got to get up and if if what you do is get on that podium and speak and help people and that's what you got to do. I mean that's 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 the choice I made. When I fly an airplane, I fly a Boeing 777, 350 passengers on board. I I got to have my head right when I'm flying. That's what I do. And so, you know, like I'm I'm focused on that and I'm I'm a big believer on focusing and finishing, doing one thing at a time and being done with it. And it's it's hard, man. It's 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 not easy, but you know, I I didn't ask for this, but I'm in it. And I and I'm in the heat of battle with it, and I've got to I've got to learn to process.
0: Well, and let's take that and let's talk about challenges that people run into their business. You know, I'm I'm reading uh, Lee Iacocca's book, his autobiography, and I'm in the section where he's talking about taking over Chrysler, and he found out they inherited something much worse than he thought. And you know, when you were talking about getting up and doing things every day a lot of what you were saying really resonated so how do you advise businesses that you know 2023 sucks every you know spending slowed down what what advice do you give them
1: well i think like anything um you've got to go back to the basics uh i think you know when you look at professional athletes michael jordan i i would say probably the best athlete on the planet in history you know what he did every day is he practiced the basics practice free throws. He practiced Kobe Bryant. That's what they would do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So what business owners are practicing their basics? You know, again, I think a lot of people, you know, the the tide was rising and everybody was floating. When the tide goes out, we see who's not wearing clothes and the people that are not wearing clothes are the ones that never actually built a sustained practical business. They don't know who their target clients are they don't know what their what their their numbers are their client acquisition their lead strategy they don't have sales scripts they were just basically order takers well unfortunately that it, it's it's a season right the ones that were doing good were doing even better the ones that were doing okay were doing good but now when the tide goes back the other way which we all know it does it's a season it's a cycle i think you got to go back to the basics i think you got to actually say do i have a sustainable business and what is the goal of my business meaning I ask people all the time, what is the sale date of your business? And they'll come back every time and they're like, Steve, I don't want to sell my business. I never thought of it. But that wasn't my question. I didn't say, what day are you selling it? I said, what is the sale date? The sale date means that you have a business that is running without you. It's running on processes, procedures, structure, and systems, just like an airline does. So if you don't build it to be completed, it's like, building a skyscraper to nowhere, it never ends. And many people, if you can't walk away from your business for three hours or three days or even three weeks without it growing and continuing to be bigger, you don't own a business, you own a job. And a lot of times people call it a business, but it's really not because it's run on people. And businesses should not be run on people. They should be run on systems and procedures and the people can just enhance it, but the people don't control it. And if you look at any big successful business, whether it's airlines, McDonald's, any emyth, any of these business models, they're all predicated on systems. So if you can systematize it, you can eliminate it, delegate it, outsource it, you can do a lot of things. But look, I, I was using an example the other day. I said, you know, the airline I fly for, United Airlines, if United Airlines is having a, a, a problem and the, the flight is late, you, there's no Mr. United, the CEO coming out and shoving bags into the belly. There's a system for it. And so when you look at any big business, there are there's, you know, Ford motor company, you don't see Ford out on the, on the delivery line when things are going bad or sales are down. He's not on the car lot for Ford and selling cars. There's a system and there's people in the system. So I think, For businesses that are hurting, you need to go back to the basics. You need to look at what's called an organization chart and say, do I have marketing? Do I have sales? Do I have operations? Do I have accounting? What are my blind spots and where's the leak in my funnel? And a lot of people don't do that. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot. And we will continue to see a lot of businesses go out of business because they never took the time to build the right foundation to build their house on.
0: Let me uh and that's so incredibly wise I, I mean just I love it, I love the you know the whole now I'm I'm you know I like systems that's that's in my wiring, but uh and I think that's part of the reason my business kept running when I went in the hospital, but um I just think that's so powerful for for folks listening. Let me ask you this what's a a white knuckle moment where you had where you felt like your leadership was put to the t- test? You know, something came up, you had to make a decision. It scared you. You weren't sure how it was going to work out.
1: Sure. Um, Well, uh, I I can use an analogy that a lot of people fear uh, and and never want to be in, which was uh, having an engine catch on fire on rotation uh, with about 300 people on board, 770,000 pound gross takeoff weight of a Boeing triple seven. And as we rotated, we lost one engine caught on fire.
0: Okay, so hang on. So rotation for non-pilots means what?
1: uh, When the wheels leave the ground, basically. When we're going down the runway and we rotate uh, for takeoff.
0: Okay. And this plane has how many engines? It has two. And you just
1: lost one? We just lost one. Now, something to keep in mind, the most critical phase of flight in an airplane when you're flying is losing an engine having an engine quit on you at rotation because you're you're close to the ground you're slow and you're heavy all bad things happen when you're close to the ground in the air we can we can adjust we can deal with it um now it has two engines it will fly on one engine it will rotate and it will go not as fast but it will it will rotate and we can climb out um but a lot of things happen so There is a process that we are trained for, right? We see the difference between, I'll say airline pilots and business owners or people in business is that the worst case scenario, which is losing an engine on rotation, we train and practice every six months. We're in the simulator and they'll run it back and they'll do it again, run it back, do it again. And then we go through the process. The problem is most business owners know they have engine failures coming and they just hope and pray it never happens but they never prepare for it so we prepare for our engine failures and fires and in business i prepare people that i work for how to prepare for their own most people don't so anyways we rotate um and and when you have an engine uh on fire uh there's a lot of things going on in the flight deck and so Um, there's, there's bells, there's whistles, there's lights, there's, I mean, things are lighting up like Christmas trees and, you know, air traffic control wants to know why we have a flame shooting out the back of our engine. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. And there are four things. I don't know if I have time, but there's four things that we are taught to do to deal in an emergency, four things. And we do them and we are pounded in. What would you guess the first thing we do when all this is going on? What would you guess?
0: Well, I'd want to dump all that fuel, but that's probably not it. Um, what, what I would guess What? assess the situation, st- slow down and assess the situation. We Take a
1: breath. We just yeah. take a breath. Like, okay, what are we actually looking at here? Okay. Cause there's hydraulic lines shutting down fuel control switches. There's a lot of stuff going on, but what is the problem? The problem is we have an engine on fire out there. So let's just, the next thing we do. So the first thing is, is take a breath and assess what's going on. That's the first thing. Just call everybody. Just take a breath here. Okay. Next thing we do is we establish who's in charge. I'm flying the aircraft. Craig, you tell air traffic control. We just lost an engine and we're going straight out. John, you pull out the checklist and start running the checklist. S- Somebody has to be in charge. If you're asking who's in charge, it's you. And you're probably doing a pretty bad job of it. So, <laughs> so now we have to establish roles and responsibilities, right? That's number two. Who's in charge? What's going on? The the third thing we do is we all identify and confirm the problem. Do we all agree we have a left engine on fire? We look at all the indications. We actually look out and we're like, yep, it's definitely on fire. That's left, right? It's not the right. Because your brain, as you know, will will play tricks on you. So we all agree. Okay, reestablish control. I'm flying. You pull out the engine fire checklist. You get us a place to land. You start dumping fuel. Everybody go. So now you're back into the situation. So now, what we do once we identify and confirm the problem, now we work towards the solution, and that's number four. At no po- and then we land the plane, and we deal with it. Right? At no point does it say find out who's at fault, blame the other person, have a temper tantrum, go into a cry like we don't do that. Like we are working the problem. Look, the the NTSB investigation they will determine what happened and what went wrong, but so many times when there's a problem everyone's running for cover it's not my fault it was him it was it and the engine's still on fire and no one is addressing the engine fire so for me I would say it was a white knuckle moment but that's what you're trained for so you' we're going through our training and we're just we're just working the problem now when you're actually on when the engine is on fire and you're looking at this and you're like OK, guys, this is like this is a no shit deal here. We got to We got to get this thing back on the ground. We got to dump. And when you dump fuel out of an airplane on a plane my size, it can take up to 45 minutes of dumping fuel just to get it. I mean, we hold two hundred and thirty five thousand pounds of fuel. So depending on where we're going, it takes a long time to dump that fuel. It's not just to open up the Bombay doors. Right. So we, we are up there dealing with this, we're too heavy to land. We can't even land unless we're, unless we can't get the fire out. But if if we've got the fire contained, now we're working the situation. We're going through our process. So I would say it's a white knuckle moment, but I've also gone through scenarios that I've trained for it and trained for it. So when it does happen, now it's muscle memory. Now you're just reacting to it. And so I would say that's kind of the difference between pilots dealing with white knuckle And other people who don't prepare, they just hope and pray it never happens. We hope and pray it doesn't happen too. But we know statistically, there's going to be something going wrong at some point in my career. Just like something will go wrong, there will be an engine fire in someone's business. They just don't prepare.
0: That's such a great analogy. As as a matter of fact, I'm going to be in Minneapolis tomorrow talking about building systems to monitor and grow their business. I'm probably going to steal something you just laid out there because it's just so incredibly, incredibly powerful. Um, we, we could talk hours. (laughs) I'm convinced of that. Uh, unfortunately we have to wrap up. And so you were telling me a couple of things you have weekly webinars on how to structure your business. And, um, you also had a course, how do people reach you and what's a good piece of content for them to engage on?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I do do weekly webinars and I talk about how airlines build systems and how you can use those systems in your business. And that's how I help people and I show them. So I do a free webinar every week. If you go to my website, um you can, you can get all the information there. I have video courses. I'm happy to give anyone a free, um, a free one week trial to my video courses. Again, it's all about in-depth training about how the airlines Run systems because if you, if you look at the systemization of a business, it doesn't get any better than an airline. I and I could that's another conversation, but it really is amazing. I mean, I, I built a multi million dollar company, exited and sold it based on my knowledge of being trained by Boeing for the last 25 years of how to build systems based to, as a pilot. But um, if anybody they can go to Rosenberg.com they can find me on social media. Um, let me know that, I, that they, you know, watched me on your show happy to give away i think i think there needs to be more abundance and i'm happy to give things away for free because i think there needs to be more memories created and the only way you can do that is by engaging and being a part of things and and i just it's just something i believe in and something i do
0: well really appreciate having you here on leaders and legacies steve thank you so much
1: thank you craig appreciate it
0: This is Craig Andrews. I want to thank you for listening to the Leaders and Legacies podcast. We're looking for leaders to share how they're making an impact beyond themselves. If that's you, please go to alliesforme.com slash guest and sign up there. If you got something out of this interview, we would love you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show, including the hashtag leaders and legacies. I love seeing your posts and suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss anything, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me. It means a lot to my team. If you want to know more, please go to alliesforme.com uh, or follow me on linkedin thanks for listening we'll see you next time